Don't put that on the podcast. Whiskey, whiskey. Welcome to Whiskey Topic. I'm Mark Bylock. And I'm Jamie Johnson. And today's topic is... Lots of different things. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about a few, a few things. We're going to have a chat. Yeah, we're going to talk about some uh, new, uh, recent news, whiskeys, and uh, just some follow up from uh, from previous podcasts. So there you go. I was just, I just, I was just hopping onto this website uh, while you were talking, while you were doing the intro, Mark. Mm-hmm. And um, are, am I the only one in the entire world who actually puts their like actual birthday at those like age gates, like when you, you want to get into like an alcohol website? Like I literally put my real birthday. Why? I don't know. I feel like maybe they'll send me a card or something. You know, that, that's... I have no idea, but I'm like very honest. Like I always put, like some people just put like January 1st or whatever. And then they like, and I'm like, no, I actually put like my real birthday. Now, now some listeners might not be going to, um, you know, booze websites, but in, ca- in case you do, like go to artbeg.com or jimbeam.com or whomever, <laughs> and the first thing you're going to get is this pop-up window that says, must verify your age, because this is about booze. And, um, and, and so usually what I think 98% of the population does, we should actually ask somebody in the industry, but yeah. what 98% <laughs> of the population does is they leave the January and the 1st by default, mm-hmm. and then they go to the year they were born in, and they just scroll down however much... A flip of the you know wheel scrolls them down and then click on a button and boom that's how old they are. But that's not the truth. It's a lie. I don't know if it's legally obligating. You don't think I have to tell the truth? I don't know. I don't I mean. Well, then what is the point? I, I mean, I think I think this is probably like somebody told me once they they do it because of silly reasons like um, you're not allowed to market um, alcohol to minors and so. Um, a website it could be considered or is considered certainly is a marketing device or a marketing tool. Um, so while if you're passively listening to a radio station and it plays something about alcohol, that's okay. Right. Uh, but if somebody's coming to you to your website mm-hmm. uh, with this express purpose of talking about booze, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, and there's like this website like Liquor.com or whatever it's called where like it says, "Are you?" over the age of 21 and you could click no but i want to read it anyway and that's an acceptable answer <laughs> oh my really yes. I, well obviously i've never tried it because i wouldn't do that i wouldn't break the rules like that <laughs> <laughs> i was curious once i'm like what 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 happens if i click no and like that just lets me in i'm like oh that's dumb so i don't know if they're wow. just like <laughs> collecting information about us as we speak i have no idea fascinating well they know everything about me including my actual birthday uh so there you go. Anyways, I just thought that was kind of funny. Oh, Jamie, 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 Jamie. <laughs> so honest, so honest. <laughs> so honest. This is what gets me in trouble all the time. Oh. It's like when I went to my doctor and I told her how much I actually drank. You should just learn to tell a lie, Jamie, probably. When's your next doctor appointment? Uh, I already doctor. had it. And oh. I, I, yeah, and so I didn't, I didn't exactly tell her the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the white lies I are learned, starting. <laughs> I learned from last time. Well, and then it wasn't even just that, like, someone told me, like, oh. Like, literally everyone was like, what the hell are you talking about? Why did you tell her the truth? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, even if you told her the truth, she wouldn't believe you. So there's no point in telling the truth. So, and that was, like, the feedback I got from everybody. So everybody. I was like, fine. <laughs> I'm just not going to tell the truth. So I'll always tell your doctor the truth. Um, oh, my gosh. Don't ever lie to your doctor about drinking. <laughs> 
<clears throat> we're not doctors, etc. I believe I, I believe I cleared ourselves from all legal liability there, right? Yeah, that, that's right. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I should just put out the show. This show is for entertainment purposes only. We uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't know anything. We, we don't, don't even know why you listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but definitely don't listen to any legal or medical advice on the show. Hundred <laughs> percent don't. Uh, I one, wanted to, to give a shout out to at Jotterface. 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 Jotterface is obsessed with the fact that we like bottles and that we always comment about bottles, which is true. And I never, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, like we do. We do. But but I I never really noticed it just because I, I, I think the bottle is so important. It's so much part of the experience that, um, and you want a nice bottle so that you can like get something pleasant to look at. It looks nice on your shelf. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I, think, I think Jotterface um, found, is, is more interested in the correlation between how much we talk about the bottle um, and how much we dislike the whiskey. So he's oh, like, you know, if we okay, talk more yeah. about how the bottle is, we're less likely to like the whiskey. I don't actually think that's entirely true. I do think that is true for bad whiskey with wonderful <laughs> bottles, though, because right. I will definitely spend more time talking about, oh, this is a great bottle. And the whiskey's like, well, I don't know. I mean, I have to say something about the whiskey. It's like, it's man. But uh, what a beautiful right bottle because uh, there are certainly some great bottles of whiskey that I also like think the bottle's nice I, I always talk about b- bottles because when I started buying whiskey I, um, I, I'd go to the like the LCBO or Ontario mm-hmm. uh, liquor uh, stores here and um, and you know, there wasn't really the, well, there wasn't the internet back then, never there was, but it wasn't like this. There wasn't a lot of resources online. So mm-hmm. um, what I would do is I would go into the liquor store and it's like, oh, this looks nice. And there wasn't like a lot of scotch, you know, uh, in the menu on the, at the place anyway. So I just kind of like, oh, this looks nice. And I'd buy it and I'd try it. And so, you know, the bottle was a big part of why I bought whiskey early on because mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of information. I don't even think Jim Murray's whiskey Bible was posted at the time. Right, right. Um, so you just kind of had that randomly walked in. And so I was. I, I think bottles are a great part of the experience. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend a bottle of whiskey because it has a beautiful bottle. For sure. Um, though that, there may be exceptions to that. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something like aesthetically to to sort of like it it is a good way to get people to notice your product if you're um you know not uh like new whiskey drinkers exactly what you just said like you know it it happens to me all the time with wine like the label um more so than the bottle the the label itself will be sort of eye-catching um and same with like whiskey like the bottle shape um yeah, there's a actually you know whose bottle I love is uh the Balvenie. And I've right. been working for them a lot lately, so full like I'm just being very honest here. Yeah, like full yeah. yeah. Yeah, full disclosure, I've been working for them a lot. Um and uh doing some tastings with them and oh my gosh, it's such a great bottle and it photographs so beautifully. I know Scott Trooper actually photographs like a lot of Balvenie, but I know he's a big Balvenie fan. Yeah. Um, but I also noticed that, um, you know, it's just a gorgeous bottle that like I really like looking at and it's just so pretty. Jotterface is totally going to text us or like tweet us when he's listening to this one. He's like, I can't believe you guys are talking so much oh, about I, bottles. Oh, I, I have so much more to say. Um, <laughs> Balvenie bottle has that wonderful textured label and I find if you get yes. a camera with a good depth of field um, that, that that texture really comes out when the where the words are imprinted I think it's gorgeous photographs yeah. so wonderfully yeah um, one of my favorites is the Blanton's bottle um, oh my god I, yes I, I love that bottle there was a bottle I recommended once I can't remember what it was it was like a $40 uh, whiskey mm-hmm. and I was kind of like eh 
you know what? If you get this bottle as a gift somewhere, don't worry about it. Just save it for guests that don't like whiskey and just pour it because the experience in itself will be wonderful. They'll look at this bottle and, and they'll be like, wow, I'm drinking something really excellent. Uh, and meanwhile, for non-whiskey drinkers, it was a fine whiskey or a fine right. starter whiskey. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what whiskey that was now, but I remember recommending it once because in the bottle, yeah. it's fine. Yep. Yep. Actually, I'm looking at I'm what I'm uh, drinking right now, and I really like the bottle for it, which is the Bullet um, the bullet ah, tenure. Yeah. Um, the bottle is kind of like a, like a sort of like a medicine e bottle, but also sort of like reminiscent of like a a tombstone sort of thing. So, and obviously it's like frontier whiskey, right? So yeah. it sort of wants you to think about these things, but like it's that medicinal thing. And I, and I always like that sort of style of bottle, the Knob Creek. A bottle it also reminds me of like a, a medicine bottle, like a pharmacy bottle from like way back in the day. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, we love bottles. We do, we do. <laughs> uh, a bullet, the bullet bottle uh, is on the cover uh, of my book, The Whiskey Cabinet. And, That's right. Uh, because the restaurant we were taking the photos at, they, they would take those bottles, strip the label off, and they used them as water bottles. Right. Um, so we, we poured some, uh, it's actually the water and food coloring, of course. <laughs> cause yep. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but uh, but we used the, I thought the bullet bo- uh, bottle is gorgeous. Uh, and yeah, it takes, it, it it is reminiscent of uh, the olden days because that's the bottles were shaped to kind of fit in the pocket or in yep. coat pockets or what have you, so they were flattened out and rounded out so they would uh, you, they would fit well in there. Yeah, totally makes sense. Actually, I used the bullet uh, bottle for <laughs> flower arrangements at my wedding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there is a picture of this beautiful flower arrangement inside this bourbon bottle, and oh. people loved it. I, I loved it. I thought it looked cool. Um, but there's a DIY tip for you. If you have old liquor bottles laying around and you need a flower vase, there you go. Yeah, I mean, Scott's Trooper, we, you mentioned him earlier. He, um, Scott Trooper, uh, you can go to his Instagram account. Uh, he part of his business is making lampshades out of mm-hmm. bottles uh, or lamp, you know, lamps out of bottles, whiskey bottles. So yeah, there's plenty to do, awesome. and bottles are wonderful. And uh, yeah, thanks, Jotterface, for thanks, uh, thanks for listening. It's uh, <laughs> keep tweeting us exactly more than you wanted to know um, about bottles about and our bottles. thoughts on them, our thoughts and feelings on bottles. <laughs> well, I'm drinking uh, Lafroy Quarter Cast. Um, yeah. Still, uh, so Lafroy Quarter Cast is interesting because it's um, it's called Quarter Cast because it's aged in barrels that are half the size of American mm. bourbon barrels, uh, or or they're a quarter the size of the big sherry uh, butts. That's the correct use, right? Sherry butt. Sherry yes. butt. Yes. Ah, uh, <laughs> waiting for that. Um, <laughs> So the Lafroy Quarter Cast is um, aged at least partially in the smaller barrels. The idea being the barrel's smaller, there's more contact between the whiskey and the wood, and so it's aging, getting a little bit more oak tannins. It's a it's a younger whiskey. Uh, uh, Lafroy Quarter Cask was one of the original popular no-age statement whiskey. There's no age statement on the bottle. Um, and because uh, peat tends to, and it's a heavily peated whiskey, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's very high, highly peated, uh, peat tends to leave as the whiskey ages right it tends to dissipate along with you know everything else uh some of those flavors it tends to dissipate so uh a younger peated whiskey is going to be peatier than an older peated whiskey even if they were you know had the same peat levels when they started um so anyway it's a really uh, great bottle i i always love it i think here, here at the you know in ontario it costs about 70 dollars uh, i think it's a great buy it's like if you love if you love peated whiskey it's such an 
easy easy buy mm-hmm. um if you don't like peated whiskey don't 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 be in a room with somebody that opens this bottle up because it's just gonna peak yeah. everywhere yeah no it's true uh that is one of those things about peated whiskeys is is if you don't like it um you can, there's no escaping it if yeah. someone else is drinking it. Like you can smell it from across the room. I personally obviously like love the smell and I can smell whenever whenever someone else gets it, you can just sort of like, well, who was it? Oh my gosh, we were up for St. Patrick's Day last year and like we all were ordering like Elmer T. Lee and Nicole, your fiance at the time, now wife, w- ordered a peaty scotch yes. and like they came over and I was like, Something smells very off about this Elmer. <laughs> Nicole was like, oh, no, I got a peaty scotch. And I was like, what? Hey. Nicole loves her peated scotches. She, she drinks like one glass every, every week. Um, on average, this household does not drink a lot. Actually, on average, still does. But anyway, Nicole has her one glass every few weeks. Um, yeah, she loves her, loves her peated scotch. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's a good I one. Went, I went to Bar Chef uh, early in the week. Uh, Bar Chef is this um, really that uh, started the whiskey scene, uh, started the cocktail scene mm-hmm. uh, in Toronto. Uh, there's Bar, Bar Chef has its own book. It's a wonderful kind of New York inspired bar, but they do their own thing, um, and they do the smoked cocktails, um, the smoked Manhattan especially. Yeah. Every time I go in there, somebody orders one. Yep. And and it's like a forty dollar thing. It comes out in this giant. I don't know how. It's like a bell jar. It's a yeah bell jar, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and like the smoke is like in like like moving around inside the bell jar, and then like it's on like a bed of like hickory. I think it's hickory. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's like it's this beautiful like crystal like tumbler, and it's gorgeous. I've ordered it once too. I ordered it as like um. A treat for myself on my 30th birthday oh that's perfect yeah yeah, that's good. yeah. I, well the, the hilarious part is you don't like you wake up the next day and everything you wore like i had a i wore a sweater and the sweater is just like oh yeah it still smells like hickory like everything it's i wasn't mm-hmm. anywhere near this drink and it's nope. just settled oh, yeah. on it you permeates the entire rush and it's delicious yeah <laughs> it is a nice it's a really nice smell uh but yeah there's your hot tip when you come to toronto next time go to bar chef it's pretty cool they do molecular cocktails which are really neat they've uh they sort of do like lots of like foams and and little like it, they're basically like masterpieces of art that do not look like cocktails at all uh and the way that they sort of are um plated or like plattered is like they look like tiny little like i don't like fairy dreamlands come to life sometimes <laughs> there's like it's gorgeous and it's it's amazing and they and they do some really really interesting things um you can follow them on instagram they're just a bar chef i believe uh or twitter and they they sort of yeah like you said were responsible for sort of the cocktail re- renaissance of the city in in it's like people who love cocktails always love cocktails but like sort of mainstream sort of uh got uh everyone else sort of on the bandwagon so uh yeah i haven't been there in a long time it's oh, so dark in there it is and it was busy i, I yeah always, i find i always meet a lot of uh people from out of town there because you know i'm pretty friendly, sure. at the, friendly at the bar and yeah um i finally just meet a lot of people from out of town that um are, are cocktail fans and yep and they're downtown in Toronto in business, and they're like, "Well, where do we go?" And like, Bar Chef is the first. Bar Chef place is to, the first place, place for sure. Go. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, not yeah. oh, a very cool spot. Yeah. Uh, so I'm drinking Bullet, uh, ten years I mentioned a little bit earlier. 
Um, so yeah, we're, uh, I think as far as I know, I haven't read anything otherwise. Um, we're still a a little unsure about where this comes from. Yeah. This bullet bourbon. Um, for a while there was like a rumor whether or not it was confirmed that, uh, Four Roses was making bullet. Uh, I don't know if that's still the case or if it ever was the case. Like, no, I'm, I'm sure no one would ever confirm where it was coming from. But, uh, yeah, so there is the Bullet experience at Sitzel Waller. So Sitzel Waller is now sort of promoting the Bullet brand. But as far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Twitter people, um, we're still not exactly sure where they're getting their juice from. Yeah, um, uh, Bullet got started by Tom Bullet, and he, he was in town a little. He like last week. Yeah, last week was in town. He's he's still very much promoting and working very hard with the company. He uh, got purchased by Bullet got purchased by Diageo um, a little while ago, many years ago, in fact. Um, but he started this uh, whiskey called the Frontier Whiskey based on his great 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 grandfather's uh, recipe that. Uh, made whiskey, made bourbon in uh, Kentucky and traveled to New Orleans. And uh, we don't actually know what happened to him. He, he, he was mm-hmm. lost or uh, we're not really sure what happened to him. Um, and he would buy, the rumor was that, or I think this is more, largely confirmed, the original bullet was purchased from uh, Four Roses. So he doesn't have a distillery. He just bought barrels right. of whiskey from Four Roses and blended them to what he felt was, you know, what he wanted to represent. Mm-hmm. And then... A few years back, um, uh, people at Four Roses were like, I don't know where he's getting whiskey from, but it's not from us. Um, So, you know, it it could certainly be, you know, MGP of Indiana, although I think Mm -hmm. based on the labeling on the bottle, I would say that's probably not the case. So it's probably Heaven Hill Um, because it would have to disclose. They, They don't have to say what distillery it's made in but it, if it's bottled and distilled differently there's a bunch of disclosure laws and so they have to say it yep, uh, yep. so it's but the bullet 10 is i'm gonna go on a limb and say i think it's 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 probably four roses um yeah. only because it makes sense that 10 years ago they were still buying four roses barrels and they would have those barrels however it could be heaven hill um it to me it always reminds me of four roses um I yep. would say yep. less so maybe for the regular bullet. The you know bullet ten is the more premier product. Uh, the regular bullet you will find on shelves is probably. I don't know. I, th- I still think they use some Four Roses barrels. I, I it's just I still pick up those notes, but I think they, they must blend them with something else. Um, I also think the um, and the rye we know for sure is made in MGP of Indiana, yes. where a lot of ryes are made. It's a bullet yes. rye. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. That's the uh, and and actually for a lot of people I think this uh, this brand uh, and whether or not it's the bottle or um, that it's uh, featured sort of as the rail in in some bars but this seems to be uh, a really solid intro to bourbon uh, bourbon for people uh, a lot of people are like oh yeah I like bourbon I like that uh, I like that one bullet. I drink yeah. that one. You get a lot of people who sort of uh, under like know it already, even if they're not whiskey people. Um, and it's a it's a gateway, I think, into some of the other stuff because I find that in terms of like it's just really approachable. Like it's it's rich. It's got all the right flavor notes. It's got that rye kick to it, um, but it's not overly spicy. It's not you know too too much rye, but uh, it's it's one of those ones that's really sort of easy to. Uh, for everyone to love. So yeah, it's, yeah. uh, and I'm enjoying this one very much. 
I, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to uh, to Tom Bullet and, and the mm-hmm. Bullet brand. I think they, um, you know, before Bullet came out, a lot of the bourbons that were very popular at the time were very what we call low rye mash bills. So they the they would use maybe you know ten percent rye, give or take, in the mash bill. And you know, the rye is the kind of the edgy flavor, the the spice, the the edginess that comes to the whiskey. And um, Bullet really popularized uh, it. Four Roses, as does Bullet, is a very high rye. They use about 30% uh, rye in the mash bill. And, you know, that 20% extra rye really brings out so much more flavor. Um, so it became a more popular drink. And, of course, the you know, I'll talk about bottles again. Let's, let's you know, let's let's do this again. Because, do it again at um, Jotter Face. Because I think, <laughs> exactly. Uh, because if you see that bottle um, and you're, if you're romanticized whiskey, even if you don't know much about whiskey, but you've, you've got the romantic notions of whiskey, of that old frontier, you know, cowboy drinking whiskey, um, yeah, that bullet bottle is going to call to you. And uh, yep. and it's also that edgier whiskey. It's got a lot of oak, so it's it's sweeter. It's still a sweet whiskey on, on, the, on the bourbon side, but it's got that nice edge to it and mm-hmm. the Caramels come through, and yeah. it's got a little bit of sherry and the dark fruits, and everything else kind of comes through wonderfully. Um, and that that finish is beautiful, rye peppery, you know, it, it wonderfully done. So I, I think the uh, it's a great intro to whiskey, and people are like, oh yeah, this is whiskey. Um, and if you taste it next to Four Roses, especially five years ago, you're like, oh, this is very similar. Uh, but on its own, it stood out in the category of bourbons, where sure. uh, where people drank, you know lighter bourbons on the rye side yeah interesting For interesting sure. stuff love that love that whiskey yeah um so sort of in the news uh uh changing topics a little bit in the news there is uh i think this is so cool so here in canada um there was a big huge wildfire that happened up in uh, fort mcmurray alberta mm-hmm and um, and it completely sort of devastated the entire place. A lot of people lost their homes. There was a mass evacuation. It was really, really super intense. Um, and people are starting to sort of come back uh, into their homes and dealing with sort of the aftermath of it. Um, and I think that happened sort of earlier on in the summer. I can't remember exactly when it happened. Um, but I believe it happened over the summer. And... Uh, sort of a really interesting whiskey story has come of it. Uh, a, a brewing company called Wo- Wood Buffalo Brewing Company uh, is basically had a bunch of grain uh, that was like sitting there on their sort of like porch uh, while this was happening, and they they were they sort of didn't get touched by the fire. Mm-hmm. But uh, all this like smoke uh, was in the air, and this because it was a wildfire. Uh, all this smoke was sort of like coming at this grain from like every single um, sort of direction, and they're actually going to make a whiskey out of this grain that's been permeated with the sort of like wildfire smoke. Um, huh. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think they lost a bunch of beer that they had made. Like they were just sort of like going through what everything that they lost and blah, and this so they checked out this grain and it sort of have already been um like it it was already peated and right. now it's got that extra layer of smoke so they're going to be calling it a, a double smoked double smoked whiskey so mark <laughs> this is like right up your alley um, that's amazing and so yeah it's uh, gonna be once in a lifetime i think they're calling it the beast um i think it's called the beast Wait, so who's distilling it? Uh, who's, it's a uh, it's a wood buffalo brewing company uh, is doing it. So huh. yeah, 
I know. That's amazing. I don't know if they have a still there or if they are like uh yeah, so I don't know who exactly like who's still they're using or if they have their own. Maybe they also make whiskey, but I know they're a brewery. Um so yeah. So so we should we should we should so we don't we're not confident on the skill levels of the, the still no idea um, or no idea we not, oh no really it says bad, actually right? says it's it just, says just i'm know. just i'm scanning the the sort of this article um yeah it says they have a copper still hmm. so there you go oh well copper still and peated that that sounds yeah. great that should do very well yeah so uh, I think that's going to be a really interesting and kind of a neat story. Uh, they're going to uh, be auctioning off a couple bottles, um, and, but obviously it's going to take a little while for it to come of age. Uh, but we'll, like, you know, it would be kind of fun if we could uh, get them on, actually, as we're yeah. talking. Uh, maybe we could uh, reach out and see if they're interested in having a chat telling us uh, what's going up in Fort Mac. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this wow. is oh. right up your oh. alley. Double smoked. Double, Double smoked. smoked. Smoked once naturally yes. through a, a terrible fire. Like a, yeah, no, it really, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then second time around. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say the um, there's also, uh, if you live in British Columbia, there's uh, J.P. Weiser's release coming out, um, speaking of smoky whiskey, uh, it's called Union 52 uh, Canadian Whiskey, and it's a, it's a blend of, um, it's a blend of scotch, a very, very old scotch, uh, and, uh, and Canadian uh, spirit. So, uh, Weiser's had 18 barrels of 1964 Highland Scotch. Um, you know, back then, uh, there was such a thing where they would just bottle single malt scotch and they, they, you know, put different names on it. It was basically they would buy barrels from Scotland and just borrow them as like Canadian scotch, essentially, or, or scotch under Canadian brands. Um, but anyway, they had 18 barrels left over. Um, all of them were largely... Uh, largely uh, evaporated so they all the spirits that they pour, poured out of they basically combined all the spirits into one barrel it's essentially they have one barrel from those 18 barrels because of all the evaporation our angel share they had one barrel left over um, and they blended that with with a double distilled uh, whiskey that they've done if, and aged in new barrels. So I'm guessing that means it's probably – I'm totally guessing. I have no idea. It's probably like lot number 40 rye right. or something because that's a double distilled right. new barrel product. So it will be something like lot number 40. might be something intended for something different. But anyway, um, and so I asked uh, Don Livermore about this whiskey. And um, Dr. Don Livermore works for Corby's as the master blender there. And he, he told me that it is absolutely – uh, one of the best whiskeys he's wow. he's tried in a long time. So it's smoky, yeah, uh, because of that Highland Scotch, yeah. and it's going to be New Oak Canadian whiskey combined. Um, so if it's legal, I will be getting some. Excellent. Uh, if it's illegal, I have not admitted to purchasing any and having it shipped to Ontario. I could not. <laughs> I cannot admit to that. However. If it's legal, I am admitting to it. If, if it's not, then, then just no. Understood. Yeah. Wink, Understood. wink, wink. <laughs> wink. 
<laughs> so of course, uh, the bcliquorstore.com already gave this a three out of five stars uh, uh, vote. So there you not, go. Not very, not very well received by the BC liquor there stores. There you go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right. So guys, a uh, very short episode uh, today. We are uh, Jamie is traveling all next week. Uh, as mentioned, she's uh, doing a bit of uh, whiskey tastings for Belvini. And uh, is it just Belvini or Glenfiddich? Belvini. Yes. Just Belvini. Belvini. There you go. Yes. Um, so you're you're traveling all next week. Normally we record on a Monday. Well. We're not so consistent, but usually we, we try our best. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're recording on a Friday this week. Um, and so just a short uh, podcast, but yeah. we will be back the following That's week. Right. Uh, we'll have a brand ambassador. It'll be a wonderful show um, and all that good stuff. It'll be great. And uh, uh, if you want to follow along my Belveni adventures, you can uh, find me at Bourbon Thing on Twitter and Instagram. What about you, Mark? And I'm at Mark Bylock, M-A-R-K-B-Y-L-O-K. And do visit the website, whsky.buzz, and you can see the stuff I write about there as far as whiskey reviews and all that good stuff. Wicked. Cheers. Cheers.